Thank you. 
Hello! You, that peaked. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hello. <laughs> Good start. Yeah. Hello, I was everyone. expecting like a three, two, you know. No. Um, Alright. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining Rage with Podcast episode three. I am here with Don Chap from Play Up and Friendship. Friendship. <laughs> no, it's so, Play Up Malta and Play Up know, Malta and our friendship. And our friendship. <laughs> so, um, uh, obviously, we'll be taking questions from chat uh, throughout the whole thing. So, if you do have any questions, please go ahead and post them in chat, and we will answer them as we go along. Yeah. Sure. First off, um, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Well, my actual name is Daniel. Let's start with that, right? Um, long story why I got my nickname. Not gonna go through it. I'm known as Don Chap. Has you? I have used it as a stage name, you could say, for too long at this point. I don't Everyone, think I've ever called you Daniel. I <laughs> only very few people do actually. Everyone's like Don, 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 and I pretty much answer to Don for the most part. Anyone who says "Hey Dan," except for family members. I go like, no, not me, <laughs> you know. Um, used to DJ in Coconut. Um, I did five years there, and well, I I'm founder of Play Up Malta, yes. where basically that evolved over the years, and currently we are pretty much an event organizer for um, geeks stuff and hobbies, so board games, D and D, role playing. You name it, that's what we do. Um, I don't know what else to say apart <laughs> from that, to be honest. Um, so, obviously, from, from Play Up, was that your first uh, event, the one we went to, the St. Paul's one, the one with that streamers were invited and so the there was a whole thing? The Play Up, what was it called? Play Up and... and it was a, the LAN the and board zone, game yeah, e- yeah. event with... Um, I don't know. With CG. CG, okay, we can mention them. Yeah. I would see G. Yeah, that was our actual first event that we did. I think we kind of bit more than we could chew, <laughs> to be honest. It went really well. I mean, I enjoyed um, my t- myself. Yeah, that was planned over three months, mind you. And we were just rushing. My my uh, my friend was completely like, dude, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We're not. It's like, no, we're making this. It's happening. It's a train. We're not going to stop. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty much our first ever event. Um, we were planning a second one, bigger than that, to be honest. Uh, however, we, well, my, my co-partner in the business wasn't going through a good time. He couldn't support the play up as much as we wanted to. Um, I just had a kid, you know, so it was just like, listen, it's more than we can afford to go for. So we never went for that one. And then eventually we started doing smaller events, which made more sense to us, doing them on a monthly basis. Then we started doing one weekly, which was different. So that's how we evolved, basically. And then COVID, everyone! Yay! (laughs) And that was (laughs) straight up in. Um, Sorry for the noise in the background. There's a plane going by. I have no control on the planes. Obviously. (laughs) Not a pilot. Um, oh, yeah, Magic Man said, "Yo, Gecko and Don." Yeah, so Magic Man <laughs> is my co <laughs> persona in play up. E. E, he's been very helpful, very supportive. He's he's kind of dro- driven me to 
be as ambitious as I currently am. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. That's the that's the best I can do. All right. Um, um, what else? Uh, you you had invited me for for play up. Obviously, CEG was 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 a part of the, the that event, and we, you we you had were to more care. with CEG at the time. Uh huh. I mean, CEG. We were doing a lot of work with CEG mm-hmm. at the time. We we were we were talking about obviously a lot of sponsored stuff, a lot of events, a lot of like events where we went we went in places and streamed stuff like that. So. Obviously, when 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 this came up, it was a good time to kind of like um, combine the two worlds of gaming, like board gaming, role playing, and esports kind of thing. Yeah. And I I remember <laughs> not being too sure of it because of you know me being on stage talking. Oh yeah, the, that, I remember that. that I remember part, that conversation. Else. It's like, dude, if I happen to just you know. Collapse die. and die. <laughs> yes. Um, I I might need some help. It's like okay, we need a backup room. We need to make sure you're okay. Check out your vitals every few seconds. <laughs> no, it was yeah, it it was it was it was a, a tough time for for a lot of people. Mainly me. It was it was kind of kind of a bad time. Okay. But yeah, it was it was very fun. Regardless, I met a lot of people. That you know, watch my stream. That that was kind of the best part, like watching like people actually meeting coming your to the fans. Event. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Just like people watching, and then you know, seeing them in life, in, in real life, and you know, going to get food together, and you know, just talking in real life is completely blew my mind because that was kind of the first event okay. that people actually showed up and and you know, recognized me. So that was really really cool. Um, I don't know if there's any questions at the moment because my laptop's. I think one thing that I want to comment in the meantime is Mm -hmm. when it came to that event specifically, it really is a shadow of what we planned it to be. Uh, Mainly because there was miscommunication between the two uh, entities. Um, There was also different ideas being thrown around. Um, And at some point, even during the event, some people just went ahead and kind of went ahead and done what they thought was right at the moment without consulting the rest of the people that were involved in the, the thing. So when it came to the meet and greet, I was really hoping that maybe we, t- we took more questions from the audiences, um, more of like signing off stuff, giving you your own, you know, it was kind of a different concept. I think it was more of a panel kind of idea. Yeah, I think the fact that um, the whole system was very much shouting out LAN, video games, and then there was board games. You know, (laughs) you could tell the difference. We had maybe, I don't know, six at best eight players Mm. on the board game tables, which really sucked. Um, Then seeing a lot of people just kind of go for the, you know, PlayStations, PCs. PCs. I mean, I was happy with the turnout because I think 180 mm-hmm. people, you know, for something that we just started off doing, you know, it took three months to plan on a very tight budget, literally forking out money out of your pocket and hopefully you break even. Yeah. Um, I think that was pretty much a, a high point to, to play up. And we're like, okay, we can do the next one and we have more time and we can plan it. 
but things happened, you know, and yeah, I mean, you can't really control most of these things, especially, for example, one of them, the AC. <laughs> Apparently, the, the same week, the part of the building burnt Not down. Many problems happened during that event. The internet <laughs> settings. Apparently, the weekend we were doing it, right? The internet guys changed, and the other internet, the new guy who did not know anything about the the setup we had made the day before, he just went ahead and set everything back to default, and then we were panicking. When <laughs> the CGE guys were panicking, mm-hmm. um, so like, what's going on? We don't have the same bandwidth anymore. What happened? We called reception. The reception is like, listen, we don't know. You know, can we contact the guy we originally talked to? No, he's off. There's another guy who doesn't want to talk to anyone. Like, and yes, ACs was another problem. Uh, we had a leakage towards the entrance the day before we knew yep. about it. The guys went to f- try to fix the situation, turned off all the ACs in one go. It, it was it, it was fun. And the best part, I think it was the a lot of the people that came for online games mm-hmm. ended up moving to the board game side just because of curiosity yeah i mean a lot of them kind of just went through was like oh man there's the lord of the rings board game you know there's you know game of thrones like what's this you know and or for example i never played dnd what it's like what it's uh, like yeah we had and we tried it yeah who was running a session for us on the table and he had a few people around that table kind of going through it we had from mighty board games uh, she set up a game that was about to be released for testing. Mm-hmm. I remember you know? that, yeah. So people kind of sat down, tried to understand the rules. They did about like a good three hours there. So, yeah, I guess it was a good... That there was... the. Uh, I think for me, you know, sitting down with my with viewers and playing Cards Against Humanity as well. That was fun. That was, that was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> always good to play Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> It always is. Um, Tim, I don't know if there's any questions uh, being said. Um, in the did you see what Magic Man said? Cricket, cricket. No, no, I didn't. I, I have oh, no okay. idea because uh, my laptop pretty much said, died. Will, will there be another major su- super awesome big gaming convention event? Maybe an online one. I mean, can't really be a convention. I mean, BlizzCon online. Okay. So um, <laughs> never mind. Look, the... the I don't know why Magic Man's asking that. He should know his part of those. <laughs> you should be here sitting with me, Beppe. You should have invited him. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean didn't know? Next time. Next, next time, time, both of you. We, we will make a, you know, interview <laughs> to 3.2. Um, okay, so what we have discussed, technically it's on the shelf, not even in the pipeline at this point because COVID. Um we do want to approach another big event. We do have an idea for it, and we want to make the biggest possible gaming events that's not being seen locally. And I mean stalls, I mean board games, I mean people go crazy over this stuff. Mm-hmm. So there is something that I want to plan but there's so much work to get it the way we want to, and I don't want to end up in a situation where we were the first big event we did, where we're compromising just because we've set ourselves such such a short deadline, mm-hmm. you know, um, and take it more on a professional approach. So I think, yes, at some point in in IRL, in real life, uh, we do want post, to... Post 
post-epidemic. Post-epidemic, if we ever get through it. Um, in relation to online, we currently don't have anything really planned. I mean, we're currently doing Play Up Legends, which is DND, mm-hmm. basically. Which um, I am a part of. Which, yeah, you're a part of, you know. You're, you're actually with Magic Man's group, are you not? No, no? I am with, with Z. No, no, I mean Magic Man is... He's the top oh yeah, yeah, he's 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 in he's, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. he's he's in you. He's in us. <laughs> what? All of us. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> Are you that small? <laughs> like he is. <laughs> like, compared um, to most of us, he's very very small. Yes, compared to well, you have two well, shorties. Yeah, I mean he, he is the smallest. For people one. who don't know, basically, <laughs> Play Up Legends is a subcategory of Play Up Malta, which we have. It, it kind of blew out of control because mm-hmm. it was literally just me posting hey is anyone interested in doing monthly sessions and all of a sudden i just get like 15 17 18 <laughs> comments it's like i'm interested i'm interested i'm interested. It's like what have i what done did you, do? <laughs> you know and then you have the dungeon monsters coming like listen i saw this do you need any help it's like yes please and then the original <laughs> idea from what i wanted to run mm-hmm. sorry plane again <laughs> um kind of changed into like Anyone who played Dungeons and Dragons um, League. So there's an adventure league that kind of does what we're trying to do technically. But we're going to very much um, collaborate four different groups, playing sessions separately. And then whatever happens in their story affects other players as well in different groups. And everyone's going to go like, what's going on? And then hopefully there will be a final... Um, big session of all groups, hopefully. I, I hope so. Um, I'm very, very looking forward to it. It, it, it where the so far what we talked about, obviously, like session zero, we we all got in a call together and everything. That was already fun. But looking at our Discord conversation so far of what the crew names are, wh- who the people are, and everything is just, it's getting to a point where it's just, uh, how do I explain it? It just feels real already because yeah. you, you know what your surround looks like you know who the people are you know what their names are and it's just becoming this so I, world in your head yeah exactly so dnd is very much rpg pen and paper using the theater of the mind so basically you have a dungeon master which is the guy who's going to narrate the story um and you have players who are going to play different characters not themselves um in the story and they're going to play through with backstories that influence the current story um, and there's this mix and match that makes an amazing like gameplay scenario. So in your case, which I've not seen yet, uh, you guys are going to adventure to the Uncharted Seas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's as far as I can actually tell you, because otherwise Z will kill me if yep. I spoil anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that, um, that much I know. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, it, but, it's part of my backstory already. But I know more already, than you so. guys do. <laughs> Um, um, so you guys are going to have sea adventures, which is really cool because it's not, you know, D&D is very much, you go through a dungeon, you're going through the forest, you know, and all yeah. this kind of tiki tack. you start in a tavern, you know, and this mysterious hooded figure in the corner. No, you guys are, ahoy matey! So, for some reason, it's always like that. It's, it's always some, some dude in a hood yeah. in a tavern telling you what you need to do. You end up in a forest yeah. or in a cave. <laughs> it's always kind of the Listen, same start. I don't know if you heard. I mean, another thing that Play Up is doing is we we have a podcast, Play Up and Chat, 
which is not live. It's all pre-recorded and we upload it to Spotify. And in episode three, we did mention the ty different types of dungeon mastering. Um, sometimes when you're a starting dungeon master or game master, you're going to mostly feel comfortable putting yourself in that setting of like, listen, you're in the scenario, you know, it's driven very much, I think, from Lord of the Rings at this point. You know, there's Aragorn, what's his name? Aragorn in the yeah. corner, you know, smoking a pipe and trouble happens and he yeah. comes <laughs> in, you know. Yeah, pretty much. So I think that's where it's really driven from, to be honest, more than anything. It's it's mostly the most awkward scenario in D&D &D where the dungeon master, the game master, has no idea how to introduce the characters properly. So he just throws them, oh, you just happen to be <laughs> in the same tavern on the same night that day, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. It's, it's, it's kind of like the basic way of starting a story, kind of. Just like a lazy story writing. Yes, Maybe. I agree. Just lazy like story writing. Lazy I would, writing I is say... just like... <laughs> it's, it's not the basics. It's just lazy story writing. Like, Very forget much. the backstory. It's just like you happen to be there. Yeah. That's it. Instead of like... Yeah, you happen to be there and the stars align and you're going on this world-changing adventure. You know? Of. This is where we as play up and even if you see other like, criti like Critical Role, for example... Mm -hmm. Excuse me. There's a lot of backstory of the character. What happened to you? What is, what drives you as a character? And then you have the dungeon master who's creating this arching story and trying to fit you in, you know? So then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're here with a purpose now, mm -hmm. you know? And you all know each other because the purpose kind of all fits you equally, you know, in a different way, but you're all on the same path. And you made friends because of this, you know? This is what unites you. Mm -hmm. Like... And now you are currently in this scenario. And then you start the story off like that, you know? Yep. What I'm curious about so far is how we all know each other. Giving my backstory, right? Giving my backstory <laughs> of my character. It's like, how the hell is he going to make us know each other? That is just so far, that is like the one thing that stuck out. It's like... I really cannot wait for session one just to find out how we know each other. I think that was, ex ex if I'm not mistaken, that was expressed in session zero, um, where he kind of told you guys in a way. He didn't tell us how we know each other. No? He just said, you're all... You're meeting people you already know. That's it. <laughs> so so we don't know what the backstories okay. are of, of cool. us meeting, but we'll, obviously we'll figure that out soon. Um... Guys, again, if you do have any questions, I know Marcus is in chat and, and everyone else. If you do have any questions, please go ahead and ask. And uh, we will go ahead and answer the best we can. So, all right, let's talk about, like, how we met. How we met. How? How did we meet? <laughs> so long ago at this point. I mean, I we, knew, we I knew you existed. We secondary, post-secondary post yep. school yep. called... I'm cussed. I'm cussed. <laughs> I knew you existed before that. <laughs> what? No, as in like, I, I knew who you were before that, but we weren't like most necessary people. friends. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe... Um, Uz? Uz, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, introduced us. This is the first time hearing it, guys. No! <laughs> no! This was before I'm cussed. This was base. I oh, knew wow. you from way, way, way back then. 
and then we happen to meet back in, in MCUS and become more of friends. I didn't know of you before MCUS, to be honest. Exactly, but I knew you existed. Okay. That, that's just my point. <laughs> good times. Good times. I had longer hair, by the way. Like, Oh, yes. He had long. a ponytail. Yes. Always with, <laughs> the, with the flaming cap. Everyone, you know. Oh, yes. Dark clothes, <laughs> metal band shirts, eyeliner, if possible, you know. Chains, spikes, you know. And this is all true, by the way. I mean, yes. The same with me, obviously. Not for the most part, because I was, you know, an angry teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's where I met you for sure. And then, obviously, through you, I met everyone else. I I happened to be in the same class as Uz. And then we met through him. But I met, obviously, like the whole group, you know, Celine. Um, uh, who else? Celine, <laughs> Celine, your whoever wife is, now. Yeah, wife now. Um, um, like whoever was at the time a, a part of our group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. We met. I met you personally at MCOS. I yep. if and I met you, show, you, you tried to show me how to play magic. Yeah, or, and you or came sort with your my deck. Yes, you know, cards. Box. And I was like, do you have anything I would like in there? <laughs> and you're like, I cannot trade. It's my brother's. No. I was like, oh, come on. Tell your brother, let's trade, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I played Magic the Gathering. And I still do quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Back then, I used to play it competitively. So, um, playing standard formats, meaning the last five sets that came out. And then... Uh, Trying to influence everyone to play who was in my circle at this point, introducing people to the the hobby. I, I was genu- genuinely interested in it. It's it just too complicated for me. Uh, I, 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 I would think... The thing is, thing, I mean, I know you were a big Hearthstone fan for a very mm. long time. Um, for me, Hearthstone is a very much a baby-down version of Magic, and it doesn't challenge me mentally enough to, to play it. And I tried... You had given me... Um, the Magic Arena game. You had you had given me a code for it, cause it wasn't beta back then. Yeah, so it was just like, listen, I can only give so many of this out. Yep. Here's one. <laughs> do something about it. I tried it. I did do a couple of streams on it. I tried to get into it. Obviously, so the online version now. made it easier for me to learn because tutorial and everything. Of course. Um, I, I still couldn't get into it. Um, it, oh. it just like <laughs> lands. <laughs> you turn it. Yeah, now you can use that. Unturn it. Put it back down. It's like, there's yeah, so many how, things you have to do. I love you're using the really wrong terminology. Which is well, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, there's so many actions that you have to do in order to play. Yes. It's just... Look, I have a, I have a new friend. Well, Z, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we became friends through Play of Legends um, over the cor- short course of, what, two months now. Um, and I taught him how to play Magic within the last three weeks you know and he's picked it up so he realizes it depends what you're playing as as a game you know what's your cards are what strategy you're using because you could go tribal mm-hmm. elf tribal zombie tribal goblin tribal you just use a tribe and just smash face with tribal but then there are the overcomplicated versions of decks which use mechanics you know, they get mostly their your kick out of the mechanics, whether it's milling an opponent, you know, whether it's finding a, 
an infinite yeah, combo. It's, it's the same as Hearthstone, where yeah, but you can play for fatigue pretty much. Make him draw as many cards as possible and pass pass just, the damage. Yeah, exactly, but the thing is, like, you have to know how to pull it off better than your opponents or your other players. What what happened? People, are, trying, people are trying to make me do push-ups, but it's a podcast, guys. There's there's no gonna, no push-ups going to be happening during the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, we had two questions. Um, one from Magic Man, which was, "What? Uh, what's both of your favorite board game?" Monopoly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too much of a fan of no, board games. No. The only time I sat down and played board games was coming to your guys' place when and I used playing. To you, mate. Yeah, and. Playing what was that? Um, Secret werewolf. Okay, werewolf. No, no. Or werewolf. just werewolf. It was just werewolf. That and it's a social deduction game, uh, where basically you have people who are trying to find out which one of you is a werewolf through a card. So you would have a card which says you're a character, whether it's a villager or some other dude, or you're a werewolf, and the werewolf's trying to kill everyone off. It's a very complex game to explain just in a few minutes, but <laughs> basically, it's a social deduction where you have to kind of look at everyone. Think of, um, for those of you who never played something like this, uh, what's that game called that everyone's hyping for the last 12 months? What board uh, game? The, the one with the sus. What the hell? Oh, oh, Among Us. Among Us, yes. Yeah. So basically, think of Among Us as a card game. It, without um, needing to do missions or, or st- stuff. And it's just trying to see who has the worst poker face. Yeah, it's it's literally Among Us. It's it's literally Among Us. Well, it, I mean, Among Us is literally where... Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but we for people, through, yes. obviously, it, it is. It, it, that, that's what it is. Yeah, so think about it. You have a social table. You're yeah. What was... There was another game we played. I think um, we played Arkham Horror. I think that's the one where you had to go to, to get to a certain point... Before something happened. I yeah, think- okay, so uh, Arkham Horror is basically you have Doomsday happening, uh, Cthulhu is about to be awoken, you know, the spaghetti god, for those of you who don't know the terminology <laughs> of the actual. Um, yeah, so basically he's about to be awakened. Your job is to pretty much close the portal he's coming through uh, by going around the city of Arkham, finding clues, you know, and drawing pantograms <laughs> where you can. Um, before before you continue, just just so I, I I know, Shadow in chat is that was because he knew we played Arkham Horror before you answered. So <laughs> whoever you are, thank you. Yes, we were talking about Arkham Horror. Shadow's the wife, <laughs> baby. Oh, hey! listen. Oh, hello. Shadow's the wife. I was like, wait, how how does chat know before you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Shadow. <laughs> All right. Hey, baby. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So basically, Arkham Horror. Uh, yeah. So basically, you're going around solving. Different missions to close the portal. If you don't do it in a certain amount of time, the Great One awakens and basically destroys Earth as we know it. Spaghetti Man. Um, <laughs> what else did we play? I mean, obviously D&D. The, the, yeah, the, D&D, the famous I mean, squirrel session happened. <laughs> you know a lot of people don't like you in D&D for the squirrel. You understand listen, this? Listen, I don't care. I, listen, I killed Luigi and I'm happy with that. Or Luigi, I remember or that. Luigi actually fell into it. No, he fell. It. He fell twice and killed himself twice. He had really bad rolls. That's all I remember. Yeah. I did not ki- As a dungeon master, he's not one of the kills under my belt that I'm proud of. It's more of a moment of 
He just happened to die out of it. Oh, know, he's, he said that there was like a, a stair, that there was a gap in, gap in stairs. Yeah, so you were in an abandoned he had tower, to roll. which was already kind yeah. of very hard to kind of go through because it was, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It was collapsing. It you was know, ruined. It's, yeah. it's ruined, you know. And he tries to jump a gap and he fails at roll and just goes, <laughs> <laughs> I yep, think. much. That was kind of and both both his saving rolls. One was we were playing D and D fourth edition back. Trying then. to get up, and then the next one was you ca- you catch fire because I remember what? Cell got angry. Oh, and right. fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what was a uh, scorching burst? That's the yep. thing. <laughs> you call her a demon, and because she's a ah, tiefling. Yep, pretty much. That, gets that, offended, that, that, and her automatic happens. reaction because she has a bad anger management, she goes fire, fire <laughs> everywhere, you know, and everyone tries to cover their ass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, so so that was one question. Yeah, the the other question was which was the first board game you played together? Um, does D and D count? I think that that was D&D like the is first. not really a board game. D and D then it would have to be Arkham Horror. Yes. I think it's um, the first and last game we've ever played together, and I need to introduce. It wasn't you to the last. Was I mean, when we went to Berkikara last oh, year. Oh right, 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 right. Okay, yes, when we had our yeah your play up event, second or third board game event, first time at Level Academy, mm-hmm. right? Um, which board game did? Yeah, we played Spartacus. Yes, that's the one. Spartacus. Now, <laughs> from the TV show, you actually are a Dominus of Rome, and. <laughs> <laughs> you have gladiators and slaves amongst you and you are trying to reach the 12th influence which is the highest influence to be part of the senate and you win which most of you were basically very not interested in playing I was interested I yeah, was like that game it, someone ruined but that game for me two people decided to stop and give their money to other players and it's just like ah that's that's, that's not the way you play it I mean at that point it's just like uh, I mean we could just end it now <laughs> so yeah it's it's not the you way to, you should play. You need play to it. play Spartacus with my wife. I she could. will teach you the right ways to play it, and you, we will not be friends for the rest of our lives. Great. I mean, it's Rome. You, you know, they, they they screwed Caesar up just because they, everyone was jealous. You know, I'm just gonna sit comfortably like this at this point. Yep. Yeah, she just said you need to play Spartacus with me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. We could obviously we could do a lot more using this table, uh, as we talked before, before this the 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 um, podcast started. We were talking about how we could use this as, you know, just board games, dreams, D and D's, card games. Decent size table, I would say. We could move all this stuff away as well. It's just like two, two, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, pretty much. Uh, We have four mics as well, so and mic stands, so that that wouldn't be a problem. So, yeah, definitely. Guys, again, if you have more questions, please go ahead and ask. Um, Shadow says, I will I will share the tricks and oh, tricks of the trade, Yako. Cool. Um, yes, because the way she plays it is very different to how, un- how everyone normally plays it on the table. She hoards the slaves, which gives you money. Therefore, she's the richest person on the table. Therefore, she buys her way through the influence. That's how she does it. I mean, listen, if it works... Listen, she uses her money management skills in real life in the game. <laughs> if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, if it works, go yeah, for it. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's, it's like I being a stripper in real life. Like, if it works, why not? Pays the bills. 
like you would know. (laughs) (laughs) Someone asked, I'm assuming this is for both of us, Bolt or Walt? I don't know the significance, but they asked it, so. I've not tried Walt, to be honest, simply because the first time I've seen any of them drive by my workplace, they seemed lost as hell. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want to trust them. I mean, where I live currently, no one gets a street right because they keep changing name streets in my locality. Um, Bolt has been doing fine for me. I'm happy with Bolt. I, I don't know about you. I mean, to be to be fair, Bolt for here, Walt if I'm out uh, out, out somewhere. Okay. Because what I realized, any anytime I was out, like for example, I don't know, we went like to a car meet in Taali, or I was at an airsoft game last weekend, or whatever. Bolt doesn't deliver to like outside places with like okay, a location ping. Okay. Really? Not sponsored, by the way. I just need to clarify this. This is not sponsored by any any of those companies. No, we're just answering, we're just question. answering questions. Yeah, you know, I just need to make that clear. Don't get us in trouble. <laughs> That's what um, we're but yeah, Walt, if I'm outside, Walt, if I'm here. Kabalu asked the question um, earlier. Turn your mic on and then ask it. Turn your mic on. Um, it's, I'm hearing you guys from. I, I, I'm, I'm Let's not find the question before asking. So we're talking <laughs> for anyone who's just yeah. looking at us. There's a producer yeah. managing the way that the shots yeah. are taken. What's what? What do you see in a board game that makes you want to play it? Ooh, ooh, that's a that's a tough one. That is. A, <laughs> there's so many board games. Look, the problem is a lot of the times you uh, you can't judge a book by its cover ever. Usually with board games, you can, to be honest with you. Sometimes you see a bad cover and you go like, eh, I don't know about the board game. Might not be for me. At least for me personally. Someone just said Fortnite Monopoly. <laughs> anyone who plays Monopoly is... And says they're a board game player? No, no. no I mean, listen, you're <laughs> a board game player technically. But the thing is, this Monopoly is... It's like much a family ev- game. It's like passed down to you. Uh, it's... Uh, it ruins friendships. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It ruins In my family. experience, anytime I played it, it just ended up ended fighting. Oh, there's a board <laughs> game you don't want to play then. That's basically I will never purchase because it has a record officially online for breaking up friendships. Uh, it's like Risk, but with the social deduction as well and social shadow says except for the viking board game it's very deceiving (laughs) yes exactly so basically the viking board game for example it brings you viking from vikings the history uh tv series so you have ragnar and the big v going on the thing is this they ripped that off from the show and put it on their board game Mm -hmm. somehow they managed to buy the ip right intellectual property for that but then when you look at the board game itself it's very childish. It's it's a very. It doesn't have the same dark feel as the box gives. The mechanics have nothing to do with the show. You know, it's just kind of like. She almost bought me that board game for my birthday, being all excited. She's like, oh, I can't wait to see your face. And I'm going like, what board game do you think I'm going to be excited about? I'm not excited about any board <laughs> games, at the moment. I mean, it's like, oh no, you're gonna love this one. And then, I was kind of looking from where she was gonna buy it from which is one of our play-up sponsors. I don't think I can mention them on your show, though. Um, 
And then I was like, possibly it's this one. Because you mentioned a price. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's possibly this one. And it was actually the Vikings board game. I was like, babe, don't do it. Cancel that order right now. She said, yes, yeah, very sad. <laughs> that is, yes. Yeah, so I felt so bad knowing which board game it was going to be. You know, right. But at the same time, I didn't want her to waste money for a board game that just sits on the shelf. Um, um, Iconic just asked. I mean, it's pretty relevant. I mean, they're memeing about Among Us in chat. But he asked, can I be an imposter in D&D? Yes, you can. Yeah, of course. Sometimes, and I think... I think our long-lasting session, I ended up being the villain's son. Somehow. So, <laughs> so. I like to play it this way. You don't necessarily have to be the bad guy sometimes you don't even know that you start off as the bad guy sometimes the dungeon master or the game master would say listen uh the he starts hinting out like you you kind of know this person gives you intel about it and then towards the end um you might be parts of the you know bad guy's picture and you're part of it unknowingly you know then you have situations where you are the big bad guy this is where the dungeon master basically kind of sits you down. It's like, listen, dude, I like you. You have cool stats. But you gotta go. <laughs> but we're gonna start tossing some shit towards the fan at this point in time. And he ends up being the big boss, you know? And it's really cool seeing a PvP situation, you know, in, in Dungeons & Dragons. So, yes, it is possible if the dungeon master is okay with it. Cool. I hope that answered your question. Magic Man asks... Uh, can you talk about your own board game in in pro in uh, production, Don Jap? Or is this enough of a teaser for this comment? <laughs> Why? Why? Who knows? <laughs> so, um, the board game that I'm currently designing. Right? Yes, talk about Rome, Don. Rome. Yes, Rome. Rome. Shadow said that. Well done. <laughs> Right, so Rome is a board game I'm designing. I don't think it's going to officially be called Rome. Probably uh, it's going to be called something else. But basically, it is how the Rome Empire began prior to the Empire. So basically, you have Rome, which is run by the Senate. And the Senate is basically made out of players. So you're a part of the Senate, I'm part of the Senate. And it is all about starting from not all of Italy. It's starting from Rome itself, how it originally you know, I've, I've done so much research in history to, to see how this started off and all this. So basically, you start from that little corner, Rome, and then you start in the Senate saying, listen, I want to go out and build an army and, you know, start pillaging other neighboring uh, provinces. Uh, the Senate will give permission. Are you going to take, you know, are you going to build an army for Rome or for you? And there's a, all of this kind of politics happening. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to be very crossover between Spartacus, Game of Thrones, the board game, Risk. There's a lot of elements involved. So you want to work together, but against each other, if that makes sense. All right. So, yeah, that's the board game I'm currently designing. And I'm towards the last part of the process. Once I stop procrastinating, you know, <laughs> and stop being busy with play up legends, I'll be able to finish the first alpha draft i guess or <laughs> luke said um a game where you can truly say i am the senate <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. Much, yes. No, yes 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 it, you can there's actually a mechanic in the game where you can pretty much copy caesar 
Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know if anyone is a historic fan in relation to the Roman times. But Caesar, once he was given a province in Germania, um, he went rogue. Mm -hmm. And he started just going out and pillaging all of Germania in the name of Rome, just so he's kind of proven himself he can pretty much run Rome. And when he returned back to Rome and there was a civil war and all this, he actually took over Rome. Like that, you know, and you can do that in the game. So you can decide to, you know, say, screw the Senate. I'm going to do things my way and then eventually become strong enough to kind of go. I'm going to go and pillage Rome you know and take this, it for this, myself. This reminds me of it's It's kind of like a single player civ. Civ? Okay, civilization. My... Oh, civilization. Yes. Actually, there is civilization, the board game. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, or what was it called? Um I forgot what, what the, the name where you have you have these like plots um it was it was quite popular there there are plots that you play you place down a specific like for specific things it's basically civ but in IRL okay um completely forgot what the name was but it's basically that <laughs> okay um uh, I, i'm assuming it kind of plays <clears throat> plays out like a single player civilization Kind of where you... It's not... The thing is, my my board game that I'm designing is not meant to be single player. Oh. I'm thinking of possibly if it goes well, I might come out with an expansion that makes it Settlers a single player. Settlers of Catan. Someone said in chance. Sorry? Settlers of Catan. Yeah, Settlers of Catan, yes. Possibly that might be it. Yeah, cool. So yeah, it, I might come out with an expansion that make it that you can play historic events solo. Because there are board games that you can play solo, by the way. Um, and there's many at this point. So you have one of them, which is actually a, a video game. Um, what was it called? The... No, I, I got stuck. Um, <laughs> what was it? It's, it's like post-apocalyptic during a civil war, and it's a very 2D-ish game. What was it? You know what? I'm... Excuse me, I'm going to use my phone. Was it Fallout? No, no, not Fallout. Do I even still have the game is the question. Uh, noise. If anyone knows what we're talking about, please go ahead. This War of Mine. This War of Mine? Yes. Never heard of it. No? This War of Mine basically is a post-apocalyptic scenario. You're trying to survive as a... You know, you have a group of two or three people that you're managing, right? So they survive in a post-apocalyptic... A scenario after a war, a civil war that gone completely wrong and took too long. Um, it's a very depressing game. Anyone who plays that, be aware if you've never played it and you want to try it. The board game scenario is not so bad because you kind of feel more on edge to survive, while the other one keeps you all like, oh, he's feeling sad because he killed someone in self defense. And it's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Really? Is that your moral compass now? <laughs> like, anyways, so that can be played single player, for example. Um, Any more okay. questions? Yes, there, there, there's a lot. Uh, which board games are easy to play outdoors? Asked by that person right there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hello, that person right there. Um, which board games are easy to play outdoors? I mean, if you have like enough space, I mean. Outdoors? You mean literally in a park? That's what we're on talking the floor? about. <laughs> mm, 
none of them, honestly, to be honest with you. Unless you have like I mean, chess. None of them with like which cards is board or game. paper pieces or But that's the thing. The most of the board games get easily most lost. of the board games have a combination of those these days. I don't think I know of anything that's easy to play outdoors. In fact, every time we go outdoors Twister. We <laughs> we take games which are easy to carry around, I think. So I think the social deduction games are the best ones. They're not technically a board game. Some would not even consider them as such. A card game, it would be more. Where you have a card, you keep it in your hand. It's not going to fly away, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Werewolf is one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of others. I think Werewolf is the most popular one that you yeah. can play. Um, Shadow just said, usually just card games or social deductors, deduction Those games. Those are, yeah. And to be honest with you... you some of these board games resistance. are found as applications yeah or resistance mm -hmm. um so you can run that you don't even need to carry anything with you it can run through an app as well or something like that i mean dnd just role play that's uh, larping then if you're if you're enough of a nerd or a geek larping i mean you don't really need anything it's just yeah technically i mean costumes yes but you don't need costumes LARPing, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, is like, oh, what's live LARPing? It's live play. action roleplay. Yeah, so pretty much that's it. You can get a broomstick and pretend it's a sword. You go, you go, you go back into your inner childhood, you know? Yeah, you, the inner child comes out and, you know, when you were a kid and you used to make stuff up with everything around you. You need to bring that back. You might feel stupid doing so, but you know what? When you do it and have so much fun, it's like, who you cares? don't care. You know, it's just like I had such a blast and it remains as a memory. Anyone who's left my D&D table, no matter what age they are, they've always left oh, yeah. feeling like that either touched me in some way or it was so awesome or I could like they retell the story as if they were there and people can understand what type of game it is. Like the first time we played, I believe we were in Valletta that the what was it called? It's a house in Valletta you rent the key from. Wars. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We that that's the first time I ever played D and D was with you guys there. I think it was like a ten hour session. Like we went in the morning, I left long, at night. Look, I, okay, I love long sessions. What can I say? And it, it was it was very very much like very fun. And I don't I have a very low attention span. So obviously some of you that that watch my streams obviously know how how low my attention span can I think, be i don't think you're that bad to be honest i've met with people who have lower attention spans and they just as a dungeon master it ruins everything for for yeah, a moment you know trying to like, eh? can you stop fidgeting with that please oh yeah thank you uh, it, it used to be way worse now it, it's it's a lot better now because because I'm used to you know sitting there and streaming for long periods of time. But yourself. before it, it it was just like I can't sit down for for more than half an hour without like standing up, walking around, or doing something else. Listen, when you're exactly so when your mind is kind of focused on something and it's taking away your attention completely because you're immersed in the story, especially when it mm -hmm. comes to the ND. I don't think you want to get up. Oh no! Actually, you just hold on to your seagull like. What's going on? Roll the die. You know, I was like, what did I get? To Shoot be fair, five. Yeah, to be fair, like five what? hours in, we stopped for food. And uh, people forgot they needed just, to eat. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got so hungry. We didn't even like notice the time go by. It's like we went. <laughs> Starting we went on out. sunrise, I used to do sessions. Yeah, the whole sunrise day. is still, yeah. You know, sunrise comes sunset. It's like, 
We're still here. <laughs> We're still playing. I remember the one the session we did at Uz's place. Uh, I remember I, from I, morning. Uh, I I had set up a GoPro in the corner of the room. Oh yeah, yes. And taking snippets. Yeah, the and the, it, through the video. That. Yeah, I do still have it. Um, um, it's somewhere on my YouTube channel. I don't know if it's public or not, but. You can literally see the sun go up and down, <laughs> and then you see us eating at the end because you literally forget it. It's, you're just so busy. Um, Blaze asked, "Do you have a top five board game list you would recommend for new players?" I have my gateway board games, and usually my gateway. What a gateway board game is the same way like a gateway drug that introduces you to board games, and you don't want to step away from board games ever again. It is um, Betrayal at House on a Hill, which lets people know that board games exist outside of Monopoly and Cluedo. Um, once they're introduced to that, I introduce them to Spartacus to kind of instill the situation of, you see, it's good. You can, you know, role play in these situations and, you know, feel competitive. Um, so those are my top two always for leading people into board games um the other three is more personal taste and choice to be honest um it will have to be um i actually um for for people that want to get into games that that tell a story as well shadow just said as well um Baldur's gate if you want yeah, to play like, online and, gate, which uh, yeah. is very much betrayal that house on the head. i love Baldur's gate uh, any game that is a kind of strategy storytelling and dnd like for example there's divinity original sin which is really good um and there's Baldur's gate Baldur's gate um rec- last year Baldur's gate 3 came yeah. out i still want to play it it's just too expensive to be fair i have it if you want it i mean Sure, <laughs> I'll play I it. If you want it. Um, it's fine by me. But yeah, um, Dead of Winter, Shadow said. Dead of Winter, yes. No idea Thank what you. that is. So Dead of Winter is a post-apocalyptic scenario. It's not for everyone. It's more. It's a personal favorite. Um, where it's basically like The Walking Dead, if you want to think about mm-hmm. it that way. So you're in a compound. Never watched it. But okay. okay, so and it, well, people who have, I'm going to understand it very quick. So you're in a compound. You have a couple of survivors that you need to manage. You're going to go out for resources, food, fuel, and stuff like this. And then you have an end goal that you need to achieve in a couple of turns, right? Um, usually, the ga- it's you versus the game, right? So it's cooperative. Um, and if you're enough players, meaning that if you're 4+, plus, you can have someone who is going to sabotage the mission because that's his winning personal goal, that he will basically want everyone to die at the hands of the zombies. So... It's one of my personal favorites, to be honest. And anything that is post-apocalyptic, I guess I'm a fan of. I'm starting to find out for some reason. Um, so that's board game number three. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've got 60 titles. I mean, I would say Arkham Horror is one of my It's favorites. quite easy. I my mean, for, for me playing it the first I time, hate, it was quite easy. The thing is, is I hate Fantasy Flight's setup system. They could make it so much easier. I think... Arkham Horror Third Edition made it so much easier to set up now uh, than the actual Second Edition, which a lot of people know as the biggest board game with a bunch of cards. Now it's pretty much like listen, scenario one: set up A, B, and C, do the the, the linking, and you play the story, and it's so much easier that way. Magic Man says, "What about Star Wars X-Wing?" But the problem that's not a board game. 
That's a tabletop game. The I was gonna say, isn't the X-wing? Uh, the thing is, the difference between the board game and an uh, and, a, and a tabletop game is board games are usually out of the box. You play it as it is. Tabletop is like Warhammer, X-wing. There's so many titles being said Kings in the of, chat. You know, Elder Sign, Betrayal uh, at the House on the Hill. That's the one I mentioned. That's that's my number um, one. On there, there's list. so so many titles of, of board games I'd never played. Obviously, I mean, you need to play more board games. <laughs> I do. And you know what the beauty is, um, Gecko, mm -hmm. is there are digital copies online now. Since since COVID happened, a lot of the producers are going like, listen, we need to make money somehow. Yeah, play board <laughs> Let's games. put the board game up for like fifteen to five. Would, you know, five I to would, fifteen euro. You you get the game. I would assume that board games. Has have done really well during COVID. I mean, they have families inside or roommates inside. Like the only whatever. problem is a lot of people don't know board games exist. I mean, you sadly, go, you go to that's Lidl a thing. today, right? Was it Lidl? No, you go to Palma. Mm -hmm. You go to Palma today, and you find a board game section, which is basically Monopoly and Cluedo and Risk, which are the three that's most it. popular yeah. board games to ever be published. So, and I love Risk, by the way. That's another one. But uh, the one thing I love better than Risk would be the Game of Thrones, the board game, because it's like Risk, but you have to kind of really think strategically how you're going to go about it. Game of Thrones Risk is amazing, for example. That Shadow said that. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> Because the problem with Risk is the minute you get Asia, even if you start off with Asia, you win. If you know how to defend Asia properly, I've never played Risk, or, so or, or, or again, Russia, no what Russia is even worse, right? So Risk is a war game where you have troops. You move the troops out of certain areas, attacking other areas. The minute you monopolize most of the the place through aggression, right? Rolling dice, defending against the, you know, there's all this stuff. Um, you win. The thing is, the minute you have Russia and Asia, you might as well just close the board game. It's like good game, you know, you win. But then again, I mean, tables may turn because the dice are sometimes not always in your favor. Um, however, if you think about it strategically, how to defend those areas, you've won. All right. Um, all right. So let, let's let move off from from board games. And like <laughs> everyone's like board games. Talk, talk about talk about talk about a, a kind of like a passion that both both of us kind of share, which is the the tavern. Kind of like bar owning. All thing. right. So, okay. What, so, how, how, how a quick quick backstory. Me and Don used to run this thing. <laughs> Let, let's call it a thing. Where um, after we, we used to get get like our friends and schoolmates and whatever yeah. to a, a bar that we used to run. <laughs> okay. No. Hold on. Wait. Wait. For legal reasons. For legal reasons. Not run a bar. It was a place we, we owned. We decided to become entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay. And run a small little gathering place. You know, which was his boathouse. Boathouse. And we decided, rather than getting a summer job, we sell alcohol <laughs> and soft drinks and water and food. Right. Once a week on a Wednesday at his parents' bar, people would chip in money. We have a good time, music and all this. Now, the, the thing that made it legal, right, was people paid for the drinks we bought. So technically, we weren't making 
weren't weren't making profit. It was just like we bought the food, guys pay something and you can eat and drink. Yeah, which is I'm not gonna (laughs) whatever. (laughs) It was it was very it was it was fun. Yes. Like uh, the the because we we both kind of like but there was renovation going on and it it wasn't a good idea anyway. Um, it was fun while it lasted because obviously you meet a lot of people. That there was one night where there were like a group of students going by and they all decided to join and that was really random and that was kind of like when we thought hey this this isn't just like our friends at this one this is just growing um yeah we were gonna start attracting too much attention to ourselves unnecessarily (laughs) it it would be a dream to to have a place play up i think two years ago um yeah i think it was two years ago uh me and ben and Ben worked very hard at it for a very long time. Uh, tried to make Play Up Cafe. More than a bar and a tavern, it was going to be a cafe. It makes more sense to us. The location we chose, I, he chose mostly. I mean, I give full credit to him because he worked really hard at that time. Um, we wanted to do it. We were so close to doing it. And thank goodness, whatever possessed the situation to go wrong happened because we would be so... In, you know, so far down <laughs> into you know feces, um, we wouldn't be able to legal, get out of it because legal of, feces. Yes, because not only I mean COVID destroyed. Well, that, yeah, that apart business, from that, you know, completely unless you have something on the side hustling, you know. But yes, it is one of the goals that I have personally, one of my passions, to run a business that provides food and beverage. All, you know, and also entertain people with board games mm-hmm. and such. The my my thing is, I, I I always liked the thing of having a bar, as you can see, like just just off camera. By the way, there is a lot of alcohol, and that is just like part of like I, I just like the the bar atmosphere. At, I, I at like least, at least I'm not seeing too many empty bottles, so I wouldn't say you have a problem. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. There are a couple. <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah, like the uh, my first ever job when I was sixteen was at a bar. Okay. And f- probably since then, I just kind of like fell in love of how a bar works and the atmosphere and people uh, like that come it's to a got, bar. It's nice size. It's got its ugly uh, size. I mean, when the, I, yeah. I did the five years I did DJing at Coconut. To be honest, when you're uh, in the DJ booth, you see the. You see the mess that people are. Oh yeah, of course. And I think you see it more from. I used to as see that every Friday night, probably. It's like after while we're cleaning. That that that's the worst part. Yeah, that's the worst part. You know, I used to help like out carrying people I, out of the place. <laughs> look, it it's it. If you're in for the entertainment side of it, I would not recommend it. It's not as pretty as it no. seems. You being on the disco floor, buying the drinks, and going, you know what? I could really do this. When you do the job, it's a completely different scenario. Me, when I used to DJ at Coconut, it, just seeing the whole aspect of how it ran and the people and what state they're in, sometimes you go like, Jesus, I used to be one of those? To be what? fair, that's like... And no one smacked though. me in the face and saying, listen, dude, like, you're being stupid, you know? But that was like, that's how I see it. It's like any place, like any restaurant or bar you work at, you kind of like know what happens behind the scenes and you kind of like... Oh. Is that what I used to do all the time? It's just like, 
I don't know. I just kind of fell in, fell in love with the atmosphere of it. Like having having a place where you know a bar and then a couple of tables with you know board games and tabletop I games. I had this whatever. very crazy idea once um, where I wanted to run a place in Bujibba, um which later on I found out I could not rent because it is con- currently during a court case unresolved mm-hmm. which i wanted to turn it as a diner by day and a disco by night and have it open 30 you know 24/7 so, pretty much was it yeah it still is it's a restaurant by day upstairs and then downstairs it's but i'm talking about the same liquid i'm just much. saying listen you have a closing time of maybe an hour or two we change the tables up and you know it's a disco then come the morning you have the morning shift guys uh, mm. Clean up the whole place, and it and just stays open every uh, the whole time. Pretty much, I mean, maybe it has four hours closing time in total. That was kind of an idea I had, but mm. when you kind of start doing the logistics, you know, the manpower you need, you know, and then if you have the stupid nights where people just puke inside, you don't want to dine in somewhere that smells like a puke from last Ooh. night, you know. So when you run the logistics to, like, that, like, like that, nah, it's not gonna work. <laughs> during the day, uh, up to like 4 p.m., it, it was a restaurant, and then it closes and turns into um, um, uh, a place, you know, for for wedding parties or stuff like that. And yeah. it's just remembering working there was just nasty. Just having people just like either unconscious on the floor, having to carry them out, or like throwing up everywhere. It's just like the toilets were just a no-go for me it was just like no matter how much the, the owner paid <laughs> me or whatever i would not go anywhere close to the toilet exactly i mean it but was this, this is why i kind of want to move show. forward with with ben on you know launching play up cafe mm-hmm. at some point because i think cafe is a more friendly orientated place where you can have family and friends and you know come in have a hot beverage maybe a cold beverage in summer as well um, get that least, you know, the, the least greasiest meal you can possibly make because board games are expensive, okay? It's a one-time buy, true, but very expensive. Um, and just have it, you know, a place that people can just come in and have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, it's it's not easy to start a business without revenue, and that's something I learned. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you could easily yeah. go to the bank and get a loan, yeah, if but you, you still have... have to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, if it's you It's not don't... like, for example, in the US, like, unfortunately, this Malta is just behind on it. But, for example, having a Kickstarter helps so much. But we Malta, appro- for some reason, look, doesn't we, allow we, it. No, no, we, ha- we approached... Magic Man can actually, um, if he wants to, kind of explain in chat about this. Maybe help me out with my memory on it, too. Because he's done most of the communication. But there is a local... Uh, entity that does kickstarters it's just really not out there people are not used to these things being you know i mean then again you're looking at the population of the us and then you look at the population of Malta. It's like ah, not really gonna match you know we wanted to run the kickstarter to do this but when we saw how much we needed and how much the kickstarter was going to be i mean were we really going to find the right support that way I would think it would have been really a waste of my time, personally. Um, I don't know. I know there are things in Malta that give you funding. I mean, I had I, I just applied this week for funding for this podcast for a studio space. 
and they give you a certain amount of money obviously i cannot disclose how much um but they do give you a, a good amount of starting money mm-hmm. where to to be used for the podcast so obviously you cannot take take or use any money that is not declared so you as have far to as give i them know when it comes number. to funding is usually you have to spend the money and they, they reimbursed you no with this is they give you the money okay that's um, a big risk they give you the money you give them their the vat number and anything you buy you have to declare it any yes. money that you don't use you give back obviously yeah um uh, i applied for it i I'll, I'll i hope i get it because obviously get better mics get a studio space get better lighting cameras everything right now i'm just using whatever i use for for my own stream um um it, it would not be sponsored no um i mean you can i guess go ahead and thank them for helping but it's it's not a sponsor it's funding that you work for um someone said uh, the problem i see with an idea like that is that there there will be accidents drinks will be spilled over the game uh, deposits in need of a fo- uh, to be a, f- a forced thing yeah definitely i mean listen i don't know who's I don't know who said that. Blaze. Oh, Blaze, yes. Um, So the thing is this. Yes, obviously, you're going to rent a board game. That's the whole point. You're not Mm -hmm. just going to walk in and just grab the board. Usually, the way they work it, at least in the UK, right, is you put down a security deposit Mm -hmm. that is the amount how much the game is worth off the shelf at that point. You know? Mm -hmm. So you put that in. You may pay... There are some places that you have to pay a rented fee of... Yeah, so for example, they walk in, say, listen, we, we want to play that board game. You give them 25 euro, you go play it, they give you 20 back, the, the five euro rental fee and whatever, and listen, that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's how sometimes it works. I mean, how many people are willing... The thing is this, usually, you're going to be careful. There's your money involved, you know, um, and then by the end of the session, you give the thing back, they check everything... Here's your money back. Hope you had fun. Thank you. Come again. You know, so really there's no loss. But if you have stupid friends, I would say, or irresponsible people. I mean, I know accidents happen, but this is the part where you kind of say, listen, at least what happens in my home is we pack the board game aside or we move table, eat and drink aside, and you go back to the game. Mind you, when it comes to certain board games, when it's going to be out in the public like that. Um, you're going to have to invest in protection in relation to sleevings. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, sleeves mostly. I mean, you might want to buy, um, I don't know, these these board games, sometimes you can buy the things separately. So you might want to have one there just in case you buy the, the board for the game. Yeah, you have to be aware of theft as well. I mean, if there's a board game with a lot of small pieces or whatever, people tend to just take pieces or dice, for example, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a risk. You run it. But uh, things like this happen. It's just like a library where people take if, a book and never return it. Exactly. I mean, it's, if if we just look at just the big risks and kind of like, no, I'm not going to do it. Because no one would ever do anything in that it's, case. Listen, business is all about risk, right? And this one thing I've learned in the last three years running PlayUp. It's about <laughs> risk taking. You might have a good outcome. You learn from the ones that did not, you know, and you, you know, you prepare accordingly for the next yeah, time you just laminate everything pretty much when exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah um look we've run up to four board game events mm-hmm. um 
no one damaged anything. Everything's fine. I still have all the pieces. It's fine. That's four board game events with 30 plus people attending. I mean, Gecko was one of them towards, you know, that was huge mm -hmm. for us, you know, and they took care of it. You know, usually what will happen in events is you have someone that kind of is on the table making sure their, you know, helpers are overlooking the situation. There's me, Ben, uh, we had, I think, Giorgio. Um, so, you know, my wife comes and helps sometimes. So some, this helps. Running a business, which is a board game cafe, you kind of have to say, listen, you're making enough money on the side to say, listen, I'm, you ruined the board game, you know, on, mm -hmm. by accident. You either take the deposit, take half the deposit, something, you know, and then fork out from your money and buy the board game again, you know. Yep. Then use the damaged board game, which uh, the pieces that survived or the cards that survived as a backup. I mean, it's 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 these situations, you know. You usually, have, um, Shadow said you also had overseers that made sure people around the table were were using everything. Yeah, exactly. Sure everything that's, is okay. that's the whole. You you have to micromanage as much as possible yeah. because it's an investment you made. At least for me, that's how I say it. Board games can be fun, but at this point in time, because I have play up, they're an investment as well. Because oh, yeah. they're, they're making me money at the, <laughs> you know, when they used to make me money on a weekly basis. <laughs> I mean, that that would be would be a pretty cool thing. I mean, it, it's a very good idea. I saw someone say, "Is the funding alone?" No, it is not alone. You is the funding alone? Oh, you're you're. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it, it's not alone. They. I, I I'm pretty sure I can I can mention them. They're the 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 arts council of Malta. So okay. they fund artistic things. So stage, um, you know, stage productions or a feature film that that want that that students want to make, for example, or someone that that's making a feature when film I, alone. When I ran stuff like that. When I ran the company DNK Productions, which was a filming company, um, they they basically go through a process of you have to prove to them your what you're doing is worthwhile for them to invest in and there's some form of return not only for them but it's kind of they say listen we want to outsource this as much as possible you know mm -hmm. put Malta on the map this is what they're interested in they want to bring business in this is how Malta thrives oh, yeah. in business of whatsoever course. so yes um, in certain scenarios when when we had the filming company uh, we kind of had to hand in Listen, this is what we're thinking of doing. This is how much money we need. You know, it's within the cap. We already have a so much percentage of that capital uh, that we need. We just need the extra funding. They go through it, your pitch and everything. If it's good, they say, listen, flat number, account number, let's do this. And then you have to, yes, declare with, as you said, with receipts. Um, there are situations with the art council. I think um, Kevin might actually tell you better about it because he's discussed this with us mm -hmm. as play up when it comes to these things. It would be a, the other way around. You would first apply for this thing. They say, yes, we're ready to fund you, but you fork out the money first and then they reimburse you. Yeah. There is that scenario as well. For anyone who's interested to start a business. I mean, I, I would love to uh, have that, that happen. I mean... Especially for for this, like this, this is I'm not making any money from from a podcast. Obviously, it's not sponsored by anything or by anyone. So for me, for this this is just me doing it for because I like to do it. Yeah, I mean, my dream job is radio. Uh, at the end of the day, 
Okay. I mean, it's not very popular. In Malta, somehow it is still a little bit. I mean, popular. I mean, obviously everyone listens to it. FM. Exactly. It's just like. Um, and it, it they, is. It is like a, um, they a are dream job. They ridiculously like they, they exploit but, social media like crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, well, most of their content is just like taken from Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and whatever. So it's 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 a big thing that I would like to do, but it's almost impossible unless you know people. That's how Malta works. Listen, I I've tried to apply and everything, but somehow it's just always and look, we have people already. My policy is, and I'm not. I mean, I'm to some people I'm somebody, you know. But then when it comes to companies like this, I'm I'm a nobody. But my belief in the system is you have to show them that listen i can do it i can make it i've done it i've got this you know you yeah back this is this is a part of showing there that i mean you putting putting this on on spotify and apple podcast or you stuff like noticed, that you know Th- this is the reason it's kind of like building a portfolio yeah of of what you want to do with with this pretty much um, yeah, they they you're an investment because at the end of the day, I mean, they run on salaries and stuff like that. Those yeah, of guys. course, so it's an investment. Yeah, so they have to go like, listen, what can you bring to the table that we don't already have, and how is this going to benefit us? You know, and you're there like, but I want this. It's my dream job. You're just not going to cut it. You know, just I'm sorry. Anyone mm-hmm. who needs business advice, the only person you need to follow, by the way, is Gary V, and you get all the slamming in the face yep. you need. You know, and you go like, okay, I've got the right mindset now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what else? What else can we talk about? Like from from our side, apart apart from you know business and how we know each other. I mean, board games, board, gaming, the play up. <laughs> I don't know business. This is what I mean. There's so much to go over. This is just it, it would take. I have a couple episodes. I'm 30 years old, so I'm. I can pretty much talk about 25 years of that period, you know, from when I don't know, man. It's like I mean, um, you you had mentioned coconut, for example. I was never a PV person. I'm not a PV person. I hated parts of it, <laughs> you know. And the time um, that I was hyped to go to parts of it, I think I came one time you know, to watch you. It play. was mostly because my friends went, and I didn't want to be the odd one out, and I got into trouble with my parents, especially my dad, you know, trying to, you know, overstay my hours, you know, and all this. I mean, get some friends into trouble, unfortunately, you know, because obviously the son is perfect, you know, why would he do that? He's the son, you know, of of Mr. <laughs> Let's not mention. All right. But, you know, it comes to that point where you kind of like, I don't like the scene. I don't know what people find interesting about this. Maybe I'm older than my age. Perhaps. I came to watch you once, and I, you know, not because of you, but I got really bored and left. Obviously, not because of you. It's just because it. it didn't, I, I don't know the the crowd and. Look, as a DJ, I'll be uh, honest with you. I didn't. Drink, I, started, I don't drink in public. I started doing it so. because I got the right vibe. The right people were mm-hmm. there. They, you know, loved the music I played. Sometimes it became a bit predictable what I was about to play because I had to kind of like a set list. So I know how to. You know, at a certain you know, hour, starts easy. Then it's just like start oh. going aggressive, and then yeah. But then you have, and this is always a problem. And it was a problem at the time when I was DJing. They had the people who were the old school people, you yeah. know, in the scene, and they were like, "Listen, we're not hearing enough of what we like, which is the oldies, the eighties. This yeah. is where the rock, real rock music came from." Fair enough. 
But then you have the new blood that comes in. And it's like, listen, I want to listen to the new metal stuff. Hey, hey, hey. You got to yeah. try to find a middle ground, cater for everyone. At some point, the only problem with Coconut that I found always was the fact that the AC in summer was <laughs> gone. <laughs> it didn't exist. It didn't catch up with the amount of people that were inside. So everyone goes outside, you know, and starts socialing uh, outside. You have an empty dance floor. No one's listening. And then you have the people who make requests. And, you know, it's just like, listen, you, you're in a part in your set where it's kind of chill and they want to go like listen let's pump the beat up immediately with so psychosocial and you know yeah. and demon borgen and we're like listen i've got rules regulations there's a time and place for everything i will play it later oh but i have to go at this hour because you know my parents are expecting me at home and stuff you can't please everyone yeah when exactly you, i try to please please as many people as possible during that period of time i mean but um, Razor asked, "Have we ever played video games together?" I don't think so. Like the closest we got was D and D online. We did play uh, Guild Wars back when Millie. Oh uh-huh, yeah, still. yeah. Okay, the the that that's when you introduced me to Guild Wars. I, I had played f- the first time then. That was the only game video game we ever played. Yeah, and I didn't get really get too far. I, I reached max level, but then I stopped there. <laughs> I didn't really. No, my my whole aim was to unlock the map hundred percent. Which I did. Nice, all right. And that's I've, it. I've, <laughs> then I, I stopped. Managed to do that. <laughs> no, we were a group, a good group back then. And Millie was kind of in and out. And she was yeah. doing her... It's the first time I introduced her to streaming. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of crossed her over to you. And she did uh, a while streaming. And then she kind of just disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, what did you play as, Gecko? In no Guild idea. Wars? Uh-huh. I remember I teleported a lot and probably a mass then. a lot. <laughs> it was, I, was it a rogue? Maybe thief. I don't know. Thief? Yes, it was a thief for sure. Race human? I or think what? so. Okay, human. Human thief. or elf? Okay, elf? probably a human. There were no elves. Then it's a worse. human. <laughs> human. Let's go with human. Human there's, thief. There's human, Silvari, Char, Norn. Um, yeah, let's Azura. go with human thief. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I play a Norm Norn Ranger. That's what see if you if you talk to me about World of Warcraft, that's that's my place. The thing is this: I mean, I come from <laughs> an, I come from an era and an age where Guild Wars is versus World of Warcraft. So when I I'm so into the Guild Wars lore, and I started Guild Wars when it was you know pretty much at its hype, and then the expansion started coming out. And then Guild Wars 2 came out, which is what we are popular with with today and its expansions. The one thing attractive at the time for me is my parents did not support my video gaming habits. So just purchasing Guild Wars off the shelf, install it, and you just play it for, you know, free, Mm -hmm. except for that one-time purchase. That's enough, because it had a lot of in-game purchases. Guild War, uh, that's, sorry, that's World, the issue World of with Warcraft, Warcraft is a, a monthly subscription. 13 euro a month subscription. And I think Blizzard has done, and I think we actually said this in episode two of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Blizzard has done an amazing job how to captivate the audience to the point that they, they're willing to give you your credit card. Take my money. You have an awesome story. Blizzard, the, the only thing that I find problem with Blizzard is then they cross over too much with, you know, uh, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, and League of Legends. There's a bit of 
continuity there. Yeah, there's, a, there, there's a little bit of crossovers yep. here and there, just yeah, like exactly. Easter egg so things. It's like it's it's fun, I guess, if you're you've been a hardcore player since the beginning. But someone like me, I go like, why would you mix the damn freaking games? No, just you know. Like for but example, so far, I know of three different games. You know, you know, we were actually going to get blizzards to come to Malta. Uh, for a second big event, <laughs> almost Blizzard people like this, so close. You know how much they charge. I'm like, I can't even probably say it, but <laughs> I, I, I can imagine how much they would oh. charge. <laughs> you have to um, prepare their accommodation, their flights. Oh yeah, you have course. to do everything. They're just there. You want us? We don't need you. We don't need you. It's like okay, fine. It's like, I'm willing to here's my freaking cards. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a big risk, especially getting big guests. Um, in your case, like for example, for me, the thing of me getting guests, as we talked about it before, before off, um, before the podcast, is like with me getting guests is. Uh, I would like to to have a lot of people here, but it's. What are they going to take out of it? This that that that's a big thing. Is like why would they be after two years? Well, yeah, I know <laughs> you, but like for example, I don't know. Getting, for example, like a really really interesting podcast. Uh, I, I would be amazing is to have Ivan Filetti here, which is, Who's you know, it? who is Ivan? Okay. <laughs> um, Am I missing? Something? He's a minister. That that helps with um, um, you know all these esports events coming to Malta and, oh, all right. and tourism I stuff know like that. Who is that. Yes, yeah, you should. should. <laughs> right. Um, that that would be that would be like a really really interesting subject. But it's having him here, like that. This is like a, a small podcast I run in my bedroom. So it, it's it's getting giving him a proposal and the, him being here. Is it worth his time to be here? That 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 is that that is what can I'm struggling I, with. I mean, for I this know we're specialty. live at the moment, but I think I can give you a couple of pointers. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Kind of start. I mean, I know you want things to kind of progress organically, and I can feel that because we're friends, it's very oh, yeah. easy yeah. to do. But with certain people like that, you have to prepare. Oh yeah, of course. An I mean, organic question air. Well, yeah, of course. Like with with with. with, with with you, um, I I didn't prepare like a list of questions. Like I did, for example, last week for for who was it's here. It's really weird going like, okay, I had these two questions. Who are you and what do you do? Any other questions from the audience? It's like, no, but like, I I know who you are. I didn't have to ask questions, <laughs> a, yeah, as you if have, you're a new person. The thing is this, um, when it comes to transitioning about this, oh yeah, you have to imagine what is the audience, people who don't know me. Mm-hmm. What do they want to know that you know, right? And you oh, just yeah. kind of. <laughs> boomerang that in like for example last week we Interview did techniques MCAS thank you <laughs> <laughs> last week with Ben Bailey um, I, I did have like a 17 questions like uh, prepared That's ahead good. of time because we don't hang out to watch on a regular way. it was I, <laughs> I have to watch this that. Is sad news the video got corrupted I, I couldn't publish it <laughs> The, the everything was was taken down. It was I I actually had to talk to him about it. Wait, is, which it, I was did. it not on Twitch? It was the 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 whole vod got corrupted. I couldn't play it. Inside Twitch. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't upload to Spotify, I couldn't upload it to YouTube, That's nothing. So I lost an episode. I, I talked to him already, so he will come back with his bandmates, which is cool. Yeah, that makes it more... Yeah, <laughs> you, you <laughs> which got, is cool. I mean, me and, me and Ben have recorded episode two and three twice because of audio problems, and mm. it does not feel the same way after recording it the first time. Because the first time it's organic, it's natural, the hype is there. Second time it's like, okay, we're going to go over this again. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, how to make it more interesting. And then you kind of feel the tone. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we generally shake it up a bit, change a bit the questions, um, and try to go into details we didn't go in the first time. So, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, and uh, we uh, I did touch up on it with him that like I would like to have like the full band here. Because obviously I can ask an amount of questions to him. But, you know, having all three of them here is just like having a band. It's not like having a person. They have an interesting history. Oh, yeah. All of them do. I mean, I remember <laughs> Ben Bailey f f when he was just... When me and you went to a gig in Valletta. I knew him from... Because my wife... Well, I knew him from there, which you introduced you know, me to. kind of knew him because of her friend. And it just snowballed from there. Mm -hmm. And then this one time happened in olympus and that's it he just blew up from that point oh yeah you know but to be honest and fair with him i mean the fact that he has an australian accent and he's good on guitar i mean sold <laughs> exactly <laughs> um right from down on the mic <laughs> so a lot of people are saying um um public appearance is always a plus and i i would be a link between him and the community We're talking about uh, filetti um, oh okay. Uh, so okay, uh, let, let's do it like like this then. Like if anybody knows him, <laughs> or <laughs> would like to post this, this would be a message to to you, Mr. Filetti. If you ever would like to be on the podcast, I would be very very honored to have you, uh, for sure. If anyone would clip just, that, just cut me out. <laughs> just, just zoom on him. <laughs> you know, he's supposed to have a separate camera, which is I, right I was here. supposed to, yes, but it's right, but it broke. Apparently. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that that's definitely like, like the, the the big questions of how we met. Like how we met, how we met Ben was you invited me to come to the to his gig, right? I think I don't know. There was there Possibly. was a gig in Valletta. Uh, I remember yeah, that was his was first the, his first his first ever. Gig, I was yeah. actually yes, I was his photographer for that mm -hmm. session. I don't know if the photos are still up there. He was in a different band completely. He was with the Creepers at the time. Exactly. Which then eventually Changed just... To Vinyl Paradise. You know, then uh, two of the whole bands just was like, listen, we really like you. You're ambitious. Yeah, the bassist and the, the drums. There you go. Stayed, the frontman and keys left. And now it's just them. Even though he, he plays with multiple bands, I know he's... He has a soft spot for that because he's a guitarist yeah. for Lusco. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I believe it's he, the man did so much in five years. It's just it's his full time job, you know. Yeah, it's and a impressive. lot of people who just—I mean, I wanted to be in a band. You know, I was in a band. I was vocalist. Um, yep. When you play an instrument, you either really know what you're doing and you know the ins and outs of that instrument as if it's an extension of your arm, or you're not gonna get anywhere you know close yep. it, it you have to have a passion for it you have to be ready to educate yourself day in day out find different ways to play in yep. different or you're styles. someone like me where i know a part of a song 
But if you ever tell me like, hey, pl- play Discord, no idea. No, I. <laughs> I mean, I can. I know by heart the first five songs that I learned on guitar, and that's pretty much it. Otherwise, I just strum away at whatever I find yeah. online. I can read chords. I can't really. I used to teach music, but it was at basic level because mm-hmm. I needed some extra cash during the time. Um, so that was the yeah, initiation. Yeah, yeah. That's basically it. What else? All right. So we're, we're already an hour and a half in, by the way. Woo! <laughs> so already? We, we will be, be coming to, to a close soon because I, 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 I try to not go over two Honey, hours. Honey, when are you coming home? <laughs> I told her at nine o'clock. Well, she's watching, so she yeah, can tell you. She's gonna know. She, she can tell you. Stop. You <laughs> come home. <laughs> um, so for for a conclusion, again, if you ha- have any last questions about him, um, his company, the 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 episode, uh, not the episode, the podcast that you run, uh, anything social media wise, please go ahead. He will answer it, and we can try and post links in chat. As well, if you want, sure. What what is the the, the links? <sighs> right now we have uh, posted links. Facebook, which is Play Up Malta. We have Instagram. We have two Instagrams technically, which is Play Up MT and Play Up Malta. Um, the way to support us directly, if you like what we do, is through our Patreon. We do have a Patreon. People have actually been starting to support us there which is patreon.com slash playupmt. What else do we have? OnlyFans? Spotify? No, we don't have an OnlyFans. (laughs) That would be good. (laughs) Beard pictures. Beard pictures. Oh, man. Benji has amazing beard. We should post his beard (laughs) pictures, though. My goatee is really scruffy, so I don't really take care of it that much, sadly. Um, what else do we and obviously uh, if you want to know what we do in our podcast and what we talk about is basically uh, board game reviewing we're going to start that very soon we talk about general topics in relation to board games card games uh, the hobby in general on Spotify you'll find us as play up uh, play up is one word by the way um, play up and chat it's called we have three episodes on so what am I being shown here what Magic Man said. Haha, <laughs> uh-huh, I will take spirits of beer for the. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think those are the main places you can find us and yep. support us. I mean, every little bit counts. If you want to be part of what we do, we have Play Up Legends, which is being broadcasted by us on Play Up uh, Twitch account, the Play Up Motor account. Um, Captain Gecko is also going to stream his sessions. There's Rex, Rexer, Rexer 400. Uh, that's basically all four of us. Sorry, all three of us so far. Um, so anyone who's into the and yeah. want to watch what it's like to be in a session. It's a bit kind of... You have to listen in more than watch. Because it is oh, yeah. an, a, you know, a descriptive scenario. I try to use... Um, Roll20, which is mm-hmm. an application online that provides you to do maps... Players can move their figurine around the map to discover just for visuals. But you have people like Rexer who doesn't use any visuals whatsoever. So it's pretty much seeing four players. like Pretty much like a critical role, but not at that 
point because no one's a voice actor so everyone's just kind of there like <laughs> okay i think i, I, think I, think I will it's just like it's, down it's a stage production the... at that point it's just I, I mean listen the first thing that matt mercer who's the dungeon master says these are all voice actors that's already saying listen you're gonna have fun They're time listening to these guys you know and bring they can bring the characters alive. to life with just their own voice exactly at that point so it's just i mean him him alone obviously a lot of people know him as mccree from overwatch He's done a lot more things, obviously, but how I found him and how I found his podcast, uh, not podcast, his D&D sessions was because I was curious of who the actors are and I saw him and he said, oh, he's, he, he does that thing. It's like, that's how, how I met him. And obviously, it just spins off from there. It's just, yeah. it's very easy. So, so play up is, um, just to conclude on that, play up what, what we do is make events that is related to board gaming and all these geek stuff i guess i mean in no way are we in competition with anyone out there we want to work with people as much as possible bringing gaming under one roof is kind of our slogan um so yeah i mean collaboration is what we have i mean the biggest problem and this is what what started play up in the first place was we noticed because we have such uh I'm against you and, you know, you're the enemy of me scenario that it just hurts the community. So what we want to do oh, is yeah. bring everything under one roof where everyone can say, oh, okay, we can all get along, you know. I don't have to affiliate my alliances to just one thing. It's like we're all here. And exactly. companies... That's kind of what I learned from from your past events, the, the play-up event in, in Bujibba. Yeah. It was like... Listen, we're all gamers at the end of the day. There's board games, there's D&D, there's card games, esports things and everything. It's It was one roof and everyone ended up switching sides. People that were playing PC games ended up on a table somewhere. So yeah. uh, at, at the end of the day, we're all there to Listen, have fun. I mean, one thing I took from that event at one point is I remember that a team was very salty about their loss because of the, the fact that they didn't have access to their actual accounts and started only using oh, yeah. the basic stuff. And they blamed the loss because of the internet connection. And it's like, what should we do? And the people who are not even part of the event, the only thing they did is sponsor CG with the monitors, which was Quickfire at the time, mm-hmm. right? Known as Eden something Eden now. Esports now. Yeah. Um, or e- stepped uh, out and said, listen, guys, we were here the night before. They did everything. It was fine. It's just things happen. And I'm there. These guys have nothing to do with the event. And the fact that we see that kind of bridging two separate entities together, I was like, I could come true. <laughs> like, please, yes, more of this. You know, I really hate hearing scenarios where one guy is trying to sabotage the other or because you buy or, or, or subscribe with a certain company or, or a, a shop in specific Guys, we're too small of an island to to do... I'm talking more to the big guys at this point. We're too small (laughs) of an island to do this. You provide something that someone else doesn't have. Exploit that for for your business. Don't try to hinder. You know, I mean, we almost started off on the wrong pacing, honestly, when we started play up, uh, trying to hinder a different company. And then we were like, listen, why are we doing that? Mm -hmm. What's the point? It's going to be noticed. We're going to create enemies. No. We're going to reverse this into let's all work together. Yeah, exactly. End of the day is just like... Collaboration. End of the day, is just that, that's how you grow. I mean, yes, you can grow alone, technically, but 
people are gonna know what's the point people are gonna <laughs> like... know that you're trying to hinder someone and it's yep. gonna be felt in the wrong way and go like listen why it's a waste of energy and I notice this a lot in, in other aspects of especially life. Uh, what I can you say focus is on like, negativity and it's not especially on anywhere. streaming local streaming I don't know it's, it, it feels like a competition it but is. it's not it, it shouldn't be a competition but it, it feels like like a lot of people are just there to be the best and if you do this with me you're just trying to steal the attention is it's not the That's case not it <laughs> it's not the Guys, case like, you have case wrong. in point yesterday we had a minecraft event with 10 different streamers like five five team yeah, team blue works. team red five streamers five streamers and it was so much fun there you go if everything ran like that, it, it, it Malta would would grow so much, especially with streamers. Look, a lot of the time, it's about you against the world, and I understand that completely because it feels like that most of the well, time. Well, yeah, I I can understand. But you're gonna it, make I mean, it so much harder on yourself if you're gonna go like, listen, you're trying to ride off my back. It's like, yeah, so what? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like you do your thing. And the only thing that I I had this issue with you in the very beginning. Mm. Recognition is everything, guys. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking you about. You know, you know, he knows. Oh yeah. The minute you write off something and you don't give recognition, you're in the wrong zone because you're gonna shut down a friendship or something. Oh, yeah, and life. and I learned from that. I mean, as soon as I'm playing a game with someone, tag if them. if you're gonna be greedy in the market and you're gonna write off people, uh, it's gonna show at some point. And for context, for context, yeah. he, what he's talking about is. When I I wanted help with YouTube, yep. and you told me how to get verified on YouTube, yep. and I posted we're officially verified, and I didn't thank you. That that's where I went wrong, and but I did apologize and everything. Oh yeah, after like oh that. man, you I don't know why you're acting like this, and I was like, <laughs> I didn't know. Like listen, you're 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 heading this not for leisure anymore. You're heading this for business. You yep. have to start giving credit. Yep. Words due, and that's what I did learn, and then, and I've done that. For everything and it, it, it strengthens relationships that's what it's all about it strengthens relationships and people would want to work with you more because you're giving them exposure at the same time the more you're gonna hinder each other yeah it's gonna something down the line be it tomorrow or two weeks or a year from now it's gonna come back like karma yeah exactly what blaze said unfortunately that, that is the mentality here uh, it's always been you're stealing my spotlight time to back time to backstab it is. And this is like one of the reasons why I did the podcast. It's like, listen, yeah, it's, I'm doing it on my channel. So what? You're the guest. You're promoting yourself as well. What do I care if you're stealing the spotlight? You are the guest. You're supposed thing, to. <laughs> when we were this, when me and Ben were kind of talking about, let's do a podcast. We started working towards the podcast. And then all of a sudden we see Captain Gecko go like, oh, we're going to start the podcast too because it was so well made when you guys had the issue we... with that troll guy, <laughs> right? And then The first it's episode like, with Neil, yeah. Yeah, it's, and I was there like, oh man, I really hope he doesn't take this the wrong way that we're starting a podcast too. Like, it's oh, like not. we're writing. But you know what? That's paranoia. What the hell? He's doing his thing. We're doing our thing. It's like, the, we're not. We're not. That's, that's like saying a YouTuber can't put out a YouTube video on the same day. Yeah. But, just because I'm uploading so today. it's so embedded in our culture, I guess, at this point. It's so bad and we can't help it at some point. It's an automatic response. And if you don't stop yourself in time to say, listen, whoa, why am I doing In Maltese, this? it's like saying, oh, tired, though. You it's know? like... Yes, fair enough, tired, good. If good, competition. Competition is healthy. If if you have good competition, it's the healthy. The problem is people take competition as I'm against you. It's not. No. 
It is listen. When we're I say competition, a market. When I say competition, it's like if they're doing something better than you, try fixing that and do better than them, and that will help them grow and that will help you grow, and it keeps yes, but there's another keeps aspect driving to you it. forward. There's another of. aspect to it because you might be good at one thing, and the other guy is saying, listen, I. I want to be as good as him in that thing. It's like, why? If you're not as good and you can't be as good as him in that thing, mm-hmm. you have other strengths. Focus on that. Exactly. Because the thing is this, I it's mean... It's like if you do one thing well, do it as the best possible you can. Everything else, let other people do whatever. Exactly. Because people might... I mean, I take it from the way I used to DJ. People used to like my style of DJing because of certain styles I picked, because I I did the job the way I did and other DJs didn't, I got a different crowd than they did. Trying to hinder another DJ, despite that, you know, he's getting the... Everyone comes up and like, oh, we love you, man. The other DJ was, you know, crap. And all. I didn't even continue with the dissing. I was like, listen, that's, he, did, he does his thing and he has his own crowd. Exactly. And you're part of my crowd and I appreciate that, but I wouldn't go ahead and diss yeah. that guy. Hey, for, like, for example, a lot of he people... He is who he is and he's good at what he does. A lot of people keep respect. coming into my channel, for example, over the years, saying, oh, that streamer is better than you. It's like, okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Now, I, I, I love him. I watch him on a daily basis. I love what he's doing. He's doing something very well that I can never do. For example... Uh, I'll mention one person, um, for example, Torky. Um, oh, love the guy. <laughs> he's amazing at what he does. He does everything alone, um, uh, which is smart of him. I mean, th- that's his choice to do everything alone. But he plays Tarkov in a way where he 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 pays attention to his stream and channel and his chat while in a tense moment in Tarkov, and it's. If impossible for me to do. Yeah, exactly. For you example, don't have that skill set, you don't do it. I'm exactly, sorry. and he does his job very, very, very well, and it, it's something obviously I, I watch and try to learn from him. That's not me stealing his spotlight. I mean, if I if if someone's learning off of you, that's an honor. I mean, I, I there there has been so many times someone came up to me and says, "I want to start streaming because I've been watching you stream." That that's like an honor for me. Because like Look, I inspired thing, you thing, to do this. One thing I learned as I grew older: what people think of you is none of your business. Yep, pretty much. And the minute you start caring what people think of you, and I'm not talking about constructive criticism. I'm talking about literally you kind of seek out feedback that way in a way that people are like, "Oh no, I like this guy better." Okay. So, cool. It's not my business. We have That's different tastes. Everyone ha- everyone does. Yeah, but don't make it your business. It's just like, listen, I do what I do. I learn the best way I can. Tell mm. me why you like that guy more than you like me. And I'll see if I can, you know, kind of match yeah. up to his, his thing. If I can't. And I don't want to become him, obviously. Well, I want to be, do be my true, own thing. Be true to you. I mean, right. anyone else in the chat? <laughs> Diversity can lead to collaboration, of course. Of course, that's the best part. Yeah, that's like I for mean, example, you play up e- with esports. I I don't you, no idea about it. One thing Me? we did in the events. same th- same thing with card games and and board games. We're completely different things when it comes to 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 content, but somehow we ended up collaborating in apparently in this um, play up legends. There you go. So. <laughs> it, it, it's obvious that the stuff like that works but yeah I think we're we could 
Well, we're we're gonna conclude at at this point because yeah. I think people had enough. I think it's a it's it's a good yeah. like we ended in a good and note. It went from you know DJing, board games, friendship, and <laughs> business advice, business. and you know yeah. I think people can take something. I, it's one thing. I, this is what PlayUp strives for at the end of the day. It is bring everything you can to the table. Do the best you can. Don't hinder anyone in the process. As you know. Um, and you're you're on a good roll, and this is what we do. We yep. we roll the dice and we see the result and we play accordingly. Exactly. So, guys, thank you so much for watching. Um, I appreciate everyone being here, everyone uh, answering, uh, answering, asking questions. <laughs> and well, my wife yeah. was trying to answer questions, to be honest. Oh yeah, she in was the, in the chat. Um, yeah, uh, she she just said it should be about building. Building the community. There you go. Not 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 attacking each other. Um, I mean, but yeah. for me, it's nightmares going to Comic Con and you just see the, div you know, the divide sometimes. It's oh yeah, of course. But yeah, thank you guys. Thank you everyone. Thank you for having me. Of course, I would shake your hand, but we no, can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys, and we'll see you next week, I believe, on the tenth. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Is that the Play of Legends one? No, the it will be an episode with Zellion, esports player in Malta. It's really good. I'm really, very looking forward for, to it. So yeah, peace. Thank you. <laughs>